Welcome back to Apricot Bakes and more of the podcast. I am your host, April, and today we're all about recycling, reusing, and reducing. There's a lot of things we could do around our house to actually help the environment without very little effort on our end, believe it or not. It sounds like a huge, daunting task, save the world, but little things add up over time. For instance, paper towels. How many of you use paper towels? Well, instead of using paper towels, why not use a hand cloth or a dish rag? Now you're going to say, well, I don't want to do more. You're already going to be doing more laundry. Just throw it in the washing. Poof. Done. You cut down on the waste of trees, which we need for oxygen, and our forests are being cut down at an alarming, crazy high rate. And you're already going to be doing something. I mean, (coughs) excuse me for coughing. So, if you cut down just taking out your paper towels and just using a cloth, you're already saving the environment with very little effort. See? Um, Single-use plastics. Big, big thing on my ah, list. It is so much easier and more convenient to have a water bottle with you than it is a single-use plastic. Think about it. If you're out for a run and you drink all your water or your juice, whatever you're drinking, you throw it away, right? Well, then you have to go out and spend more money to get another single-use plastic, and it just adds up. You're spending more money. You're putting more stuff into the landfill. If you go out and spend, say, $15, $20 on a good stainless steel or double insulated plastic, highly, I love both of them, um, then you are not only helping protect the environment by not using single stars, but you will always have it with you so you could refill it whenever you want, whenever you get thirsty. Saving money, saving the environment, little effort on your end. I mean, whoa, right? Um, same thing with napkins. Now, I grew up using plastic paper, plastic napkins, sure, April. I grew up using paper napkins at dinner time. Well, when my husband and I got married, we decided not to use them. We use cloth napkins. Again, I am already going to be doing laundry. So what is an extra couple little things that are going to hurt me? It's not. So I say I'm helping with getting low cut on the trees because, again, major cut down on trees. I am already doing laundry, so it's not any effort on my end just to throw it in there, right? Okay. Um, and then you're going to think about, oh, well, what about staining? And they're going to be look so ugly. And, Ooh. Yeah. Well, they have this great new fabric out there that is stain resistant. They make kids clothes out of it, men's shirts clothes out of it. They forget women, but whatevs. That's a different topic. <laughs> um, so you can easily get these stain resistance um, cloth napkins and use those and if you're worried about getting them stained. They're wonderful. I have um, some that I use for the holidays because <clears throat> I have it. We'll just say very, how do we phrase this? Family who love to eat. Yeah, we'll go with that. Um, and the food tends to end up everywhere but their mouths. Um... I'm going to say I'm a lot today. (laughs) So, again, it's real easy. It's simple and no, you know, hassle on your end. Let's talk about 
chemicals. Ooh, the big scary cleaning chemicals. Most of the chemicals are man-made. They, You can sit there and say that, oh my gosh, this is natural. Not everything that is natural is safe for humans. Hello, cyanide. Okay, I'm just saying. It's natural. I ain't going to ingest it. <laughs> right? So, there are chemical-free things that we can use to clean our house that are better for the environment and get the job done. Now, I actually use some of these cleaning products in my own home. You can go to the store and you can look. There's tons of different cleaning supplies out there, right? And some of them are like, oh my god, look at we. We are chemical-free. And it says vinegar. And you're going to spend like $4 on this tiny bottle of vinegar. Don't. <laughs> Okay, you are going to go to either your big box stores or yeah, you're going to your big box stores and you're going to buy a big jug of vinegar. Okay, it's four dollars and you're going to get so much more bang for your buck out of it. And it's awesome, like an all purpose cleaner. It's a quarter, a quarter cup, yeah, a quarter cup of baking soda, a half a cup of vinegar, um, a half a gallon of water or two liters. Mix it all together, put it in a glass bottle, again, cutting down on plastic. Make sure you're labeling anything you make um, with the ingredients on it as well. And poof, all-purpose cleaner. Um, I love using that when I'm doing my shower. <clears throat> Excuse me. I will sprinkle a home as a baking soda on the ground. And I will let it sit. I'll put some vinegar over it. Watch it go, whoosh, you know, I love fuzzy bubbles. I love watching the bubbles. And I'll let it sit. Just let it chill. Walk away. Watch TV or whatever. Come back a little while later and scrub it up and done. Now, there are some products that say, oh, you just need to spray. Okay. Yes, all you have to do is spray. And yes, it's going to foam and make bubbles and make you think, oh my gosh, it's working beautifully. But what they don't tell you on these fantastic commercials is that you have to spray and walk away. All right? So why not use something that you already have at your home that doesn't have chemicals? You spray and walk away just the same, right? Okay. Um, a carpet refresher. You just sprinkle some ba baking soda over it and run the vacuum. Done. I love doing that. I actually just did that with the remodel of my house. Much better. Um, air freshener. Oh, I love this. All right. So if you mix a little bit of baking soda or vinegar with some lemon juice in a small dish, it's going to absorb all the odors around your house. You think I'm kidding. I'm not. So here's a little story. Um, when we were remodeling, starting to remodel the house, we were kicking up a lot of, ugh, the house is over 80 years old. Okay. Cut me some slack here. Um, and for decades, it was heavily smoked in. Um, I'd say we took down, we took that room, like every room we remodeled so far, we've taken it down to the studs. This is how bad we're getting rid of all the stuff. And we kick up a lot of smoke, a lot of tar residue. So what we do is we did just that, a little bit of baking soda with some vinegar and a little bit of lemon juice, and it just absorbed all the gross smells. And actually, it will help in the summertime, too. If your basement tends to get a little musty smelling, works like a charm, and it's cheap. Um, 
household plants if you can have them. I know some people have allergies to them and can't actually have them. But they are great. That helps. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, they help reduce the odors in the home. They help give you some oxygen that you need anyways. And some plants are actually capable of removing the toxins. So, hello, win-win. Um, in the fall time, if you get a small pot of simmering water and put some cinnamon sticks in there, some cloves, some orange peel, oh, it will smell beautiful for hours. Owls. Owls. Hours on time. Uh, garbage disposals is another one, especially you have them in the sink. Um, once you slice up some lemons or even oranges, throw them down in there, put the water in, go vroom vroom. It's going to deodorize. It's going to help cut the grease, though you should not be putting grease down the drain. Um, help cut the grease out and keep everything working and it will make it smell wonderful. Uh, dried herbs and flowers in rooms, kind of like a potpourri deal thing. Another great way. Absolutely love doing that. Um, now, if you have, <coughs> excuse me. Now, if you really need to, one of those crazy cleaners who want to disinfect everything, do two teaspoons of borax, four tablespoons of vinegar, three cups of very hot water, and you're going to mix it up. And if you really want to have that extra oomph and cleaning power, you could mix in a teaspoon, no, a quarter teaspoon, I'm sorry, a quarter teaspoon of liquid Castile soap. Mix it up. Put, again, glass bottle with it label on it. And just spray it down and wipe it down. I mean, poof, done, right? Um, make sure I cannot, I cannot stress this well enough. If you use a sponge... Make sure you wring it out till it's practically dry after using it. This way it cuts down on bacteria growing in it and it actually helps it dry and keeps it a little bit, you know, safer. All right. Now I'm okay. Here's a little, another little story. I got lots of those today, huh? All right. So many of you don't know that I am actually a mother of twins. Yay. Um, when they were babies, my husband and I hit a, we shall say, rough patch. And those fantabulous disposable diapers were just way too much, okay? Don't get me wrong, I loved the disposable diapers, I really did. But, when you have two, those diapers are not cheap. Not even just when you have one, but for two, forget about it. So, we did cloth diapers. Now, at first, I hated cloth diapers, because, oh, <laughs> right? But I, over time, learned to absolutely love the cloth diapers. Again, one, I'm already doing laundry, so that's not even an issue for you. Two, they are actually gentler on sensitive skin, and both of my kids have sensitive skin, so that was a huge lifesaver. Um, my son in particular hated to be dirty, hated to be dry, hated to be clean, hated to be anything until it was done. Like the fussiest child in the universe. I love you, son, though. Remember that. <laughs> um, they can hear me. They're actually home this week. So, <clears throat> so after over time, we learned 
to love these diapers. We get one of those like plastic coverings so they're not soaking through the clothes. And then we'd have stacks upon stacks of cloth diapers. Now they have some cool ones out now that you don't actually have to use safety pins, which is awesome because I think I stabbed my daughter a couple times completely by accident though. Um, they have ones now that have Velcro, so it's more like a disposable diaper, but it's it's got the convenience of a disposable diaper and the convenience of a cloth diaper. I wish they had these out when my kids were little. It would have been a godsend, okay? So use those. It takes some time to get used to. I get it. But at the end of the day, it was great. Now, don't get me wrong. We still use the disposable diapers when we left the house. Because who wants to carry around a stinky dirt diaper, right? So I get that. Um, fabric softeners. Ooh, I love fabric softeners. All right, we're going to talk laundry. <laughs> I know. Who wants to talk about laundry, right? All right, so you have all these fabric softeners. And you look at the ingredients and you're like, what? Okay, don't, throw them away. Don't pay attention to them. Vinegar, best friend. Um, you're going to put vinegar in where the fits, you know, where you put the fabric softener. And you could put a couple drops of essential oils in if you want. It will not smell like vinegar when it's done. I promise you. I've done this thousands of times. Bonus part, it would actually help get rid of any kind of like, um, musty smell that might be getting on the towels, you know, kind of. Yeah, we all do it. I don't even want to hear it saying that you don't. Know, we all do it. Um, but if you can, why not use a solar dryer? I know, crazy concept. One, keeps your bills down. Two, it's better for the environment. And three, your clothes will smell like the outside. And I love it when, <laughs> when the clothes and the towels smell like outside. Um, I told you, I'm going to say I'm a lot today. I'm sorry. So, so sorry. Um, so we go outside and we put our towels out there and when it's nice out, we put a, um, I could probably fit about four loads of laundry, give or take, on our drying clothes rack outside. It is fabulous. Uh, we bought, we bought it, we built it a few years ago and it's still holding up. I mean, it is so easy to construct. They even have small little ones now that you literally just pop in the ground and unfold and poof, there it is. Uh, we had one of those a few years ago before we built this one, but with a family of five, I found that it didn't hold as much as I would like, so we built a one that was permanent in the ground. It's longer. It's got, I think, six lines to it. It's like 20 feet long. It's really good. I love it. Again, it is reusable. It's reducing. I'm using my environment when people are not burning in their yard like they're not supposed to but that is completely different all right so i'm going to step away for a moment to get a drink to hopefully you know sound like a normal person so i'll be back in one minute thank you so much for waiting <laughs> that was greatly appreciated i think i sound a little bit better um if you have mold and mildew in your house especially if you live in the deep south um let me tell you, it is, I hate it, especially in your bathrooms, or if you're lucky like me and have a basement, it can get anywhere, especially when it's humid, like, ugh, humid. 
um, full strength white vinegar or lemon juice and scrub it with a sponge. Done. It kills it. It's wonderful. Absolutely love it. Love it. Love it. Um, oven cleaner. Now, um, a lot of people have self-cleaning ovens these days. For those of us who don't, like myself, when it works, which is a different topic, um, you get these awesome sprays that you spray everything down and then you have to, again, walk away. So instead of doing something that's harsh and can smell and it's gross, why not mix a, a three-fourths cup baking soda with a quarter cup of salt, a quarter cup of water to make this really thick paste, scrub it all the way around, walk away a minute, or, uh, you know, at least up to overnight, and then, you know, just wipe it off next time. Done. It's clean, it's sparkly, and it didn't hurt anybody. There was a story, oh my god, I want to say my mom used an oven cleaner. I don't remember the, the, you know, the actual details, but I remember someone in my family used an oven cleaner, and they were cleaning, and all of a sudden, their bar died. Because it wasn't ventilated. Um, <clears throat> like they say, canary in the coal mines, right? So that's something to think about. If you've got small kids, especially ones who are very high sensitivity with like allergies and chemicals. Like for me, I can't have bleach. Like if I have bleach, my hands blow up and I am done for the day. <laughs> it is not fun. Uh, so that's a great thing. If you wallpaper. Oh, wallpaper remover. Okay, so when we were doing my daughter's room a few years ago, it was a pain. You sit there and you try to scrape it off. Don't. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your energy. What you're going to do is you're going to mix equal parts of white vinegar and hot water. Okay, that's it. Vinegar, hot water. And you're going to take a big sponge, they sell them at Home Depot, those big orange ones, you know the ones I'm talking about, it looks like a figure eight kind of deal thing. You're going to drench it. And then you're going to take it and you're going to soak it all over your wall. And you're going to let it sit there for a minute and it, it just peels right off. It is a godsend. I loved doing it. It was so easy. Easy, 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 easy. Um, those are just some things that you could do around your house to help you know, reduce your impact on the environment, which is great. What about shopping? We all go shopping, whether it's food shopping, clothes shopping, what have you. They have plastic bags. Did you notice that the use of paper bags have gone down to like nil unless you specifically request it? Um, I like getting them in the school time to cover my kids' books. <laughs> I just like making book covers. I'm a dork like that. I remember doing that in my own school and drawing pictures on them. It was so much fun. Uh, whatever is um nowadays textbooks are online so oh well but a lot of people use plastic bags okay so you use these one-time use bags and then you throw them away well instead of throwing those bags away find other ways that you can use them for instance you can use them as insulation um uh, for when you're going on road trips fill them up with ice or whatever and that way you could keep cool as cool uh, you can use them as trick-or-treat bags, even though your kids may not want you to use those as trick-or-treat bags. You can use them as trash can liners, kitty cat box liners. When we don't bring our own, that's what we use them for is our kitty cats. Uh, why not make 
or use reusable, you know, cloth bags or canvas bags. One, you can find them really inexpensive. You could take an old t-shirt and sew up the bottom and poof, you have a bag. You know, it didn't cost you anything. It's recycling and reusing, baby. Woohoo! Recycle and reusing. I like, and there are actually some stores. I want to say, at least until, at least to my knowledge, Target used to give you, I want to say like five cents off for every bag that you use that was recyclable. So for whatever bag you brought in, they would take five cents off. Hello, savings, saving the environment, saving money. I'm totally down for that combination, right? Again, not sponsored by any store in particular. Hello, Target. You can sponsor me, though. Just throwing that out there, you know. Um, yeah, I'm a little crazy, so <laughs> a little nuts like that. Uh, you know, bird seed is another thing. You see a lot of talking about impacting the environment. Now, I used to do this as a kid. We would go to the park, and we'd feel all the little duckies and the birdies, you know, moldy old bread. We were kids, what do we know? However, don't do that. I know it's hard not to want to do it because it's fun seeing all the kids want it. But giving the ducks and wild animals bread is actually not good for them. Um, it gives them to fill up on empty calories, kind of like we eat junk food. It's like the junk food of the wildlife. And then, now this is how it impacts everything. It's a little crazy if you think about it. You throw the, the bread in. If the bread doesn't get eaten by the ducks, it gets put into the water, which it gets moldy, and then the fish eat it, and the fish get sick off of it, and then they start dying. And then they die, and the water gets polluted, and then it's just one big one after another after another, and it doesn't do anything good. Yeah, sure, you get a cute fun family pictures, but um, long-term impact on the environment, it's so hazardous. It's crazy. Uh, you'll see a lot of chemical companies saying, look at me, we're, you know, environmentally friendly, and the best thing to do is just to reuse everything. <coughs> Excuse me. Reuse when you can, reduce what you can. Small steps make such a big impact on the environment, and let's face it, with global warming, you know, becoming more and more of a threat, we need to do what we can now because before, I mean, it comes to a point where it's too late. Sure, it doesn't truly affect us now, but think about your grandkids, your great-grandkids, your quadruple grandkids. We want to be able to leave them something, right? At least I do. I'm a big impact on, you know... Reducing and reusing. I've been that way my entire life. I used to boycott at a car dealership. I won't name this particular car dealership because it's not nice. But they were very big and known to cut down rainforests for, you know, whatever they were doing. And I just couldn't let that stand by. So my friends and my friends and me, well, my friends and I, yeah, that's proper, um, would go down there on Saturdays and protest against them. It may not be that particular dealership right then and there, but their parent company is, and you can't let these companies get away with it. We've got to stop animal testing. We've got to stop, you know, being a wasteful society. We need to stop just throwing things away. 
we have to realize that our actions now affect the future. So if you get nothing out of this podcast today, except for recycle, reuse, and reduce, do it. Like, now. <laughs> um, and the more we can do, the better we off long term. I mean, we hear people now saying, oh, you know, global warming. Yes, it's a real thing. They're like, oh, well, you live in the South. It's hot. Yes, it's supposed to be hot, but it's not supposed to be 80 degrees in December. Hello, that's not normal. <laughs> um, my parents, <clears throat> excuse me, live, you know, in a few states away, and they actually are hotter than I am in the summertime now. That's a little crazy. And I live down here. <laughs> um, so everything we do has a major impact. If we don't clean it up now, um, they're actually considering some states to be no more. Like, I want to say it's Florida and California, Washington and Oregon. I could be wrong. Um, basically, the coastal cities, the coastal states, are going to start being swallowed up by the water because of the polar ice caps melting. That affects everything else, and it's just a big tumble. Just, you start once, and it's hard. It's like a snowball. You throw it down the hill, and once it gets going, it's hard to stop it, right? So... Recycle, reuse, reduce, use cleaners in your house that are chemical-free. Just They work just as well, trust me. Um, recycle when you can. Re stop using single-serving bottles or single-serving plastics when you can. I know it's hard, but little changes really do make up a difference. So with that being said, I will catch everyone next week. And I hope you enjoy it. Remember Earth Day. Feed the feed the bees. Plant some flowers. Feed the ducks. Bird seed. Nuts. Seeds. Uh, just get out there and help clean. Don't litter. All right. <laughs> Have a good one. I'll talk to everyone next week.